When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2. You can, of course, listen to all the great ESPN stations across the country. Series XM80 ESPN app. You could also check in the Dr. Pepper inbox at Unsports ESPN where everybody thinks I'm absolutely crazy. And, crazy. of course, Dr. Pepper inbox and call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. Settle a debate. If you were getting $76 million, no matter what, which would you do? rather do, keep working or stay at home? And my whole point has been I don't think that Jimbo Fisher is happy today with his professional existence, and everybody's like, oh, he gets to ride off into the sunset with $76 million. Also, I... I guarantee you there are people out there who listen to the clip we just played from George Kittle who say, you know, winning a football game is second in happiness to my wife. Uh, there are people out there who would rather their team win than their spouse be happy. Oh, I pro- as fans, which is just sure. crazy to me. You don't think that Lions fans and Browns fans, long-suffering fan bases, would rather their team win and get closer to their ultimate goal of a championship than their spouse be happy? Of course. <laughs> But they might not like their spouse, so they might not care about their spouse's happiness. So there's that part baked in, too. Have you seen that video, though? (laughs) This went viral, I think, a year or two ago of a Bears fan who's dating someone, and he's in the full outfit. He's got the jersey. He's got the gloves. And the team lost, and he's crying watching the TV, and his his girlfriend's mocking him. She's videotaping him being like, you're crying like you're on the team. And he turns to her, and he's like, that's been my team longer than you've been my girlfriend. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people— That hit different when he said that. You know what I'm saying? That hit different. A lot of people, they've had their team longer than they've known their spouse. Yeah, my team will be here forever. You might not be. Correct. So I'm going to need for you to chill out and let me me deal with my pain. Absolutely. that part is crazy. Caring about a team more than you care about your spouse when you're not on the team. Like, that's nuts to Even me. if you were on the team, Good it doesn't point. make sense. Good what point. But at least, at least if you're on the team, all right, there's a level of care. If you're just a fan of the team, like, my team in New England, they stink. I care about my wife way more than I care about Brady or Belichick or anybody. Like, it's ridiculous to me. I anyway. can't tell. I can't As long as that's the spin, I thought you were saying I don't love my wife. I'm like, no, what? I just okay. thought Brady and Belichick were on that the same level. The way you level. talk about Brady and Belichick, yeah. I'm oh, say, okay. no, just, you're right about that. Like they have a seat yeah. at your table it, at it, any it's, point. It's slightly uncomfortable when we hear it. Yeah, you love them. Yeah, I do. You do. Yeah, like they're family members almost. No, like they're Brady and Belichick. Like they're even above everything. Do you have framed photos of Brady and Belichick in your home? No, I do not. Would you like to get me one? Is that what you're offering? I'm there? just curious because I don't. I only have framed photos of my family in my home, but yeah. I would not be surprised if you had. I would not be surprised. Or Brady and Belichick. Only, only maybe have life. him photoshopped in the picture. Correct. Exactly. My wife and kids. That's what I have. Okay. My, and family members in my okay. office. Okay. All right. So we saw a game yesterday. Mac with- Jones confirmed not in Evans' house. <laughs> oh my god. No, <laughs> no I do. You I know what? You're out. wrong. I have a dartboard. <laughs> that's where oh, my wow. And unlike Mac, I actually hit the darts. It's amazing. Oh my god. The Patriots threw 20 times yesterday. That was a 
about 19 too many, I think, in that oh, game. Man. No doubt. God, he stinks. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Niners back. We good now? Trent Williams is back. Debo's back. They destroy the Jaguars. Like, hey, look what happens. They have a healthy football team, and they destroy a really good team. They back? We good? Yeah, yeah I mean, the 49ers are a team that's top-heavy when it comes to roster construction. So anytime you have a couple of those guys banged up, it's going to impact this team in a significant way, maybe more so than any other team around the National Football League. When you talk about non-quarterbacks being off the field and guys that are core to what they've been building the last several years, if they don't have Trent Williams on the field, if they don't have Debo Samuel on the field, that is a different offense and that is a different team altogether. And I think we saw the difference yesterday with Trent Williams on the field. They run the ball five yards per attempt. With him off the field, they run the ball for about three yards per attempt. That's a huge difference. Say that again. Yeah. Give the numbers when, when, yeah, they run the, when they run the ball with Trent Williams on the field, they run the ball for five yards per attempt. With him off the field, it's around three yards per attempt. Which means, dumb math, thank you University of Wisconsin for helping me graduate here, <laughs> two running plays equals a first down. Yeah. Three running plays without him equals a fourth and one. Where you have to punt. Thank you, that, sir. That's the situation. I mean, think about this. 2.8 yards before contact with Trent Williams on the field. So damn near three yards before contact running the football with Trent Williams on the field. That's how much of a difference he makes. But yesterday, you saw Brock Purdy spreading the wealth, right? He's getting the ball to Debo. He's getting the ball to Ayuk. He's getting it to George Kittle. Even Christian McCaffrey as a receiver out of the backfield. That is when that offense is at its best, when when Brock Purdy can just execute and make the right play and get the ball to the open guy. It doesn't matter which guy is open when you have all of those guys that can be difference makers with the ball in their hand. All of them can do special things. So th- I think that's the biggest thing for this team on the offensive side of the ball. If they're all healthy, you're going to get a different version of Brock Purdy than if they're not. And so that's why when we start evaluating the teams in the NFC that can make a Super Bowl run – probably more so than any other team, they are dependent on health. Not with the quarterback, with, with the other players. They are dependent on health in order to determine what their ceiling is going to ultimately be. How have we had this conversation about the 49ers and we haven't sang our song yet? It's a great point. It's Can I give point. one take on him? Oh, here we go. Purdy brocking all night long. We begin to brock. Purdy. Purdy Brockin all game long. Why are you leaving me alone on this? Because we never get it right when we when it comes to the second part of the course. It's Purdy Brockin all game long. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. maybe. Well, that may be why uh, we don't uh, get it right. I, I, I think so. I'm not sure. I thought we it's had the lyrics. It's been a month since uh, we sang the song, guys. I thought we'd be excited. I yeah. thought we had the lyrics on I'm this. I'm excited about it, too. Yeah. Well, I am, too. Should we try again? 296 yards, three touchdowns? Pretty damn good day at work. I want to compare Brock, Brock Purdy to Phil Jackson. Yeah, I just said that. Let me explain. Oh. CeCe just said, rightfully so, with a great point, that Look at Brock Purdy when he has his weapons around him, how good he is. Not every quarterback, and like Phil Jackson compares, not every quarterback with weapons makes all the right plays. Not every quarterback with weapons gets the right guys the ball and utilizes their weapons properly. That should not be held against Brock Purdy. It should be held in his favor. Phil Jackson always got red. Well, you had Jordan and Pippen and Kobe and Shaq. Anyone can win with them. That's not true. Not anyone can win with them. The right person knows how to use those weapons. And when you have that right person as a coach or a quarterback using the weapons, they should be praised. And Brock Purdy 
did a tremendous job yesterday against a really good Jacksonville team and should be praised for knowing how to get Debo the ball, Ayuk the ball, Kittle the ball, CMC the ball, Kyle Juszczyk, who's the best fullback in the sport, the ball. Like, there's a part of this that not every quarterback can do what he does with those weapons, and I think he should be praised for that. It should not be held against him. Look what he did when those guys were out. Anyone would be worse when they're out, but not everyone would be as good when they're in. But I guess the whole point is with the Brock Purdy of it all, we, we, we just can't rely on everybody to be available when it matters the most once you get to the postseason. Like, people are baking health in there when they start talking about which teams can have a championship run because somebody inevitably is going to get hurt along sure. the way. And can you deal with light after that guy? When we point to Jalen Hurts, we've seen him do it. When you point to Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. we've seen him do it. When you point to Joe Burrow, we've seen him do it. That's what everybody wants to see from Brock Purdy. Can you function when things are less than ideal? And when things were less than ideal, the whole damn thing came off the rails. You win a football game for a month. So I guess that's the thing that gives you cause to pause in terms of trying to project what San Francisco is going to be. Yeah, of course. Every quarterback is going to be better when they have the requisite talent around them. But Mm -hmm. I guess if you're a 49ers fan, the problem is if somebody gets hurt, you don't have the faith that Brock Purdy is going to be able to elevate the next guy up. Whereas you look at a Patrick Mahomes or a Trevor Lawrence even, or at this point in the season, a C.J. Stroud being able to elevate those around him. And Brock Purdy is a really strong quarterback when he has all the talent that he has two at his disposal, but I just don't know if we got to the playoffs and these guys were banged up, if we would have as much confidence in the 49ers. We wouldn't, obviously. I agree with you, and I'm not saying he's Mahomes or Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow. What I'm saying is we should also be able to give a guy credit for maximizing the value of the people that he has there. And sure. I think he does that. But when we talk about playoffs, we are picking a lot of teams to advance because of those guys. Because regardless of what happens, they're going to find a way. Yeah, and the reason why we don't give them credit is because we saw Jimmy Garoppolo with a similar cast take a team to the Super Bowl. Or get taken to the Super Bowl, however you want to frame it. So there's always the Garoppolo of it all that discredits Brock Purdy to some degree. But what I would say to this, it's relatively early in this kid's career. And who's to say that he can't graduate based on what he went through this past month, being able to learn from the adversity that he's already faced? Now, you're hoping for health, as all of these teams are. But I guess when I look at the teams in the NFC, I feel like outside of the quarterback, they're more health-dependent than the Philadelphia Eagles or the Detroit Lions or even the Dallas Cowboys to some degree. They have to have all of their pieces healthy in order to get close to their ceiling. The other thing I'm concerned with is their ability to win close games. They don't play in a lot of close games that they're on the winning side of. Like, when they beat people, it's a blowout. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm glad they blew them out because we took the Niners laying the three points. And I also don't hold it against the Jags because I think, like, all the streaks were coming to an end, right? The Jags had a five-game winning streak. The Niners had a three-game losing streak. Their McCaffrey 17-game touchdown streak. All those kind of streaks came to an end. I'm not going to hold this against the Jags. They've done too much. No, play. I mean, one team had to win off the bye week, and the other team didn't come back from the bye week. So it's okay. The Jags are a young team. They'll be fine. This will be the wake-up call, get back to work, that kind of thing. And the Jags are going to win the AFC South, even though Houston looks Looks like they're going to be a playoff contender. So I'm not worried about Jacksonville. I think yesterday's game tells us more about the Niners than it does about the Jags. Totally agree with you. All right, coming up, maybe the best upside story in the entire NFL this year, Josh Dobbs. Unbelievable. We are going to get into that and what he had to do, plus more of your phone calls at 888-SAY-ESPN. The upside of Dobbs, kind of like the upside app. You want to earn more. You want to have everything back to you. And that's what the Vikings are getting now with Josh Dobbs. If you want to earn enough cash to go see your team play without having to pick up a side gig, you need Upside. Upside is a free app that gets you cash back on gas, groceries, dining, and more so you can earn real cash 
just for stocking up on the essentials that you need. Filling up your tank to go tailgate, earn an average of 11 cents per gallon with upside. Stocking up for a watch party, get an average of 7% back on groceries. Picking up a pizza, upside earns you an average of 10% back at restaurants. These earnings add up quickly. Frequent upside users earn an average of $340 each year, and that's real cash back that you can cash out directly to your bank account, PayPal, or redeem as a gift card to spots like Amazon, Walmart, and more. Download the Upside app to join 5 million Americans who already have earned over $500 million in cash back. Use the promo code FOOTBALL when you download Upside for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon back on your first fill-up. That's promo code FOOTBALL. Download the Upside app today. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Tonight's top money players are brought to you by Upside. Upside earns you real cash back on Essential so you can win even when your team doesn't. And we're looking tonight, top three players, Monday Night Football. The game will be on ESPN, of course. The Bills and the Broncos. Let's go with the two quarterbacks, Allen and Wilson. Give me one other player to look at. One other player to look at tonight that has some upside this evening. Steph Diggs. Steph if, Diggs. If he, doesn't, if he doesn't have a big game, there's going to be a problem. There's going to be a problem in Buffalo. It's already a problem, but it's only going to get worse. The whole Steph Diggs, I'm not happy stuff that happened in the offseason, that didn't just go away. And this team, of all the teams in the AFC, outside of the Denver Broncos, have to be looked at as the most underachieving squad in the, the, the NFL season through the first 10 weeks. Can I give you someone that's not a player? What about Sean McDermott? Yeah. But you, you know, we we gave Sean. He Payton. better have upside tonight because he's going to be in trouble. If not, that's for sure. We gave Sean Payton a lot of uh, grief earlier in the season for things looking like a mess in Denver. But Buffalo's window does not feel very open right now. No. And if they falter down the stretch here, including tonight versus the Broncos, we're going to be looking at Sean McDermott. So we'll keep an eye on those pe- players and people tonight with the upside around Russell Wilson, around Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, Steph Diggs. We'll keep an eye on them this evening. Up. Side, of course, with the Upside app where you get cash back. Certainly, Minnesota's getting their cash back and their money's worth here when it comes to Josh Dobbs. Another big victory yesterday. Unbelievable what this guy has done. 27-19, they beat New Orleans. Derek Carr gets hurt in the game. Jameis comes in. But Dobbs, CeCe, I want to get to the calls in a second, but I want your on-the-record take on this. Dobbs is a great bridge guy, fill-in starter, 
or Dobbs can be a full-time starter next year in the NFL? Well, I think Minnesota's going to look at him as a, a, a guy that they want to keep on their team because they don't know what the long-term future is for Kirk Cousins. And you suggested floating the idea that it's more of a shorter-term contract. With Josh Dobbs continuing to play the way that he has, if this team makes the playoffs and based on their remaining schedule, there's no reason to think that they won't. This gives the Minnesota Vikings some um, leverage in the negotiations with Kirk Cousins in terms of the framework on a contract that would that would carry the quarterback into the future. If they if they don't like what Kirk Cousins is coming to the table with and there's a chance that that happens cuz he's 35 years old and because they didn't extend him prior, then I think that Josh Dobbs gives them a viable option until they figure out what they're going to do next. But the thing that I think raises an eyebrow as well is looking at how they handle Justin Jefferson too. Mm. They're getting more leverage with each win that they stack. This season, they're one and four with Justin Jefferson on the field. They're five and zero oh without him. Wow. They're five and zero. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not saying that Justin wow. Jefferson isn't a great football player, but I mean, there, there's got to be a correlation between you being on the field and our team's overall success. And it doesn't feel like that's the case in Minnesota. So something to think about moving forward as this team continues to win games and and put themselves in the playoff mix. How do they handle those contract negotiations going into the 2024 offseason? They're getting a hell of a lot of leverage right now by being able to win football games. That stat just blew my mind. I, you would never expect that. No. Wow. Star Ooh. wide receiver is overrated. Just saying. <laughs> uh, Jay in Florida listening on Sirius XM80. What's up, Jay? Hey, man. I appreciate the call, man. Enjoy, <clears throat> enjoy the show, man. Uh, as far as C.J. Stroud, man, uh, not only is he the runaway uh, rookie of the year, and he's definitely in consideration for uh, MVP, perhaps. But no one's even talking about it. He's doing this in the face of a rookie head coach who, sh- who should be in consideration for coach of the year. No he's doing it with an offensive and defensive coordinator that if they're not rookies themselves, they have very minimal experience. It's an amazing thing to me how the Houston Texans organization as a whole is achieving the success that they're achieving because it's unprecedented in terms of their coaching staff structure and you having this rookie quarterback. Now, I'm really proud of this kid. He's representing himself really well, and he definitely does not play like a rookie. And as far as Jimbo fishing the $75 million, he's going to end up working for the $75 because he'll take another job and he'll get an offset provision no in there. Offset. So he'll, he'll no offset. There's no offset. You're wrong. There's no offset in there. It's all his. This ain't the Migos. No <laughs> offset. <laughs> Oh, well, we got to stir fry this up here. Um, so he, when you look at that Texans coaching staff, D'Amico Ryans is the coach of the year right now. Bobby Sloak, their offensive coordinator, is going to be next up for a head coaching gig. And I believe he worked with Shanahan at some point. And these mm-hmm. are all the the Kyle Shanahan coaching As long as you dream. work with Shanahan, you're good. Yeah, yeah. it's the new McVay. It's the new McVay. Remember there was that time? you work with Shanahan. Yeah. yeah. I think Sean McVay's Uber driver would get an oh my God. Even Sean McVay worked with Shanahan. <laughs> That's right. Like, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. Both of them. Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury on the job, like when the bio, when he got the Cardinals job, I think they like said like they once had dinner together or something like that. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy. But. Is yeah. Cliff Kingsbury going to work his way into that a and job? Is he, and you don't is think – Is he going to wiggle right. in there? You want me to say it? Do you want me to say it? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. This man to my left. Man, nobody fails up like Cliff Kingsbury, man. <laughs> nobody fails up like him. This man, Smalls, to my left, knows exactly where I'm going to go with this. This is why he put the ball on the tee for me. You're telling me if he was ugly, he'd be in the mix for that job at A&M? No chance. 
That guy being handsome absolutely matters. I wasn't even thinking about oh, that. Yes, you either. were. You I and I have talked about that I many wasn't. times. No, we haven't. Don't Sean put that out in there Maine, in the on ESPN2, <laughs> joins us on Unsportsmanlike. What's up, Sean? Yeah, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate that. Um, I was calling about the $76 million work question. Um, this is how I look at it. I work to live. I don't live to work. Mm-hmm. So if you want to pay me $76 million not to work, Man, listen, I'm choosing that option every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Hello. You have to ask me twice. Thank you, Sean. But do you think Jimbo would choose that today? Yeah, I think Jimbo's cool. You think he's happy today? I think Jimbo is cool. Jimbo yeah. was cool from the moment he signed a contract with A&M, and then he re-upped with the extension. He was fine at that moment. At yeah. that moment when he signed his name, Jimbo Fisher, I'm straight for the rest of my life. Cool. Oh, well, that yeah. I agree with. Yeah, I I'm, go- I'm good. Having I'm good. success at work is an amazing thing. It's it's great to care about your craft and put in the work and have success. You know what else is great? Having an Aperol spritz on a boat in the sunshine. And not just any boat. We're talking about a yacht. You know well, why saying? can't Jimbo do <laughs> both? Can we do that in Central Bay, South of France? Why yeah, can't exactly. he do both exactly? Oh, these coaches, when whenever they're – off they're not really off especially no. in college they're recruiting they're making calls they're they're watching film i mean these guys never take time off and if they do they're distracted yeah. it's rare i contend that being a college football coach nowadays is way harder than being an nfl coach yeah. just because of all of the different moving parts with nil transfer portal trying to appease the the, the alumni because those are the people that have to open yeah, up the, the checkbooks to pay the players that you're recruiting right. in the portal and uh and, and not a prep uh prep academy so yeah I, I mean listen jimbo taking some time off having a chance to reset he'll have an opportunity to be another to be a head coach somewhere else should he so choose but right now, walking away with $76 million, ain't nobody complaining about that. Mm-mm. He's good. Cody in Missouri listening on 96.9 FM in Mizzou. What's up, Cody? Hey, man. I'm tired of hearing people say Glock Purdy's a game manager here. He's a point guard. You know what? Take a bigger take than just the lowest hanging fruit. Look at his average yards of attempt. Look at his average yards per completion. He's throwing guys open, not throwing to open guys. This might be the one time you ever hear that Brock, Brock Purdy looks better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'm tired of hearing the point guard comparison. <laughs> well, you could be tired. You can hold on. You could be tired of it, but I mean, we can't unsee what we saw the last three games when they lost. I mean, he didn't have all of his players on the field, and he struggled. And he struggled. He, he he had turnovers in the second half at the most inopportune times, and that's because he was trying to force things that weren't there. Because again, he doesn't have all of his guys on the field, so. To say he's a game manager is not a knock on Brock Purdy. Well, that's thank just, you. That's just thank the, you. That's just the obvious. Like he he's not a he's not Patrick Mahomes. But that's not he's, an he's, insult. He's not Josh well, Allen. He's not Joe Burrow, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be those guys based on what San Francisco has on the team. Also, listen, I'm sorry. This I got. No, no, I'm going to say this, Smalls. Go ahead. The most effective players are players that understand their limitations. When when, when he's got everybody around him. Brock Purdy plays within his limitations. He understands that he has to throw with anticipation because he doesn't have the strongest arm. He understands that he has a really good scheme and a really good play caller in terms of sequencing with Kyle Shanahan. He's he's just playing within the structure of the offense, and, and that is going to be good enough to get a win. Now, when he doesn't have those pieces, he feels like he has to do more. He presses. He makes mistakes. We've seen it. We, we know what he is when he doesn't have those guys. We know what he is when he does. 
Also, I was going to say that first loss, even though he didn't play as well as we expected him to, he put them in a position to win. Let's not forget that they were true. a field goal away, and we would be talking about him a little differently, no. you know, had he pulled out that victory, the 49ers, but he put them in a position to win. It, it drives me crazy the way we look at this stuff. Like, I'm, I'm literally cringing right now at the, the fact that people would knock Brock Purdy for being a quote-unquote game manager or point guard. It is brilliant for him to be a game manager and point guard. You know what? You're going to see him tonight on ESPN. Josh Allen, learn how to be a game manager and a point guard. You'd win more games. You'd turn the ball over less. Being a game manager is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It means you're going to look at the defense and figure out what you need to do to win a game. That's what Purdy did. Brady did it for 20 years. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He managed the game. Josh Allen does not know how to do it. Drives me crazy. No, I'm not ready to admit it's over for Bill Belichick in New England, but I know two people who are. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, the Sunday of NFL action yesterday started overseas in Germany. And I think the Germans confirmed that football, spelled F-U-T-B-O-L, better than football. <laughs> because what they saw was awful. The Colts beating the Patriots 10-6 yesterday, a game that ended with Mac Jones getting benched for a two-minute drill, Bailey Zappi, the Patriots' backup quarterback, going in and ending the game on a fake spike interception, and that was one of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen in the NFL, to a point that it was completely unjustifiable in my mind that the New England Patriots even threw the ball 20 times with Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. They should have looked at every single offensive series in plus territory as four-down territory and running the ball four times because Mac Jones is not a competent NFL starting quarterback. He has not been since his rookie year. He actually has gotten worse from last year under Matt Patricia, defensive guy, to this year, Bill O'Brien, offensive guy. Bill Belichick 
I had, I think, one of his worst coaching games I've ever seen yesterday. I love him, but I have to admit it. There were special teams errors not having a punt returner back on a punt block. There were moments in plus territory on a third and two passing the ball instead of running the ball twice. There was second and six passing the ball plus territory instead of running the ball three times. Mac Jones should have been benched, but probably not for the final drive, probably way before then. You bring a guy off the bench in Bailey Zappi just for that final drive. So when everyone's calling for his job, well, I would still keep him. I have to take a step back today and let people, as a Belichick defender, beat him up because I have no defense today. There is no defense. What, what, how can you defend two and eight? They're terrible. I just said I have no defense. The, the, the most interesting part of that game was Rich Eisen sitting down with Robert Kraft <laughs> before the game talking about all of his charitable endeavors. That was the most compelling part of what I watched yesterday morning on the NFL Network because the damn show wasn't football. And they were awful situationally. And I get it. You want to lead with Mac Jones because he's the quarterback. But the biggest takeaway for me is that Bill Belichick has no hope of resurrecting this program. There's no way that he can get this thing back on track. He has lost the ear of the players in the locker room. And that's a terrible place to be. And I thought the, the optics of what you saw at the end of the game with his head in hands is telling in terms of where the state of affairs is with the Patriots program overall. He's not going to pull out of this nosedive. And with the news that we got, Smalls, this weekend, that the contract he signed this offseason was only a two-year deal to carry him through 2024, you have to start thinking about the real possibility that Robert Kraft is going to make the decision to move on from him at the end of the season if things continue to trend in this direction. And do you see any reason why things wouldn't continue to trend in this direction? There's really nothing that you look at with this team that you think, okay, they're going to be able to turn it around. Like We we see the Raiders. They get rid of Josh McDaniels. Antonio Pierce has come in. He's galvanized this team, and now they're 2-0 under him. Like They were able to turn it around. I don't think anything can turn this Patriots team around. And you know what the most interesting part of that game was for me, guys? is the camera shots of Robert Kraft up in the suite and looking at his body language and how he would hang his head. He looked like a man defeated. He looked like a man that knew the dynasty had run its course and that he has a very difficult decision and a difficult conversation that he's going to have to deal with moving forward. Well, here's what I know, Smalls. I I just need the Patriots to be good enough to win one more game. And that one game is coming off of your bye week in week 12 against my New York Giants. I need y'all to beat the Giants. That's the only, that's the only thing I'm asking for the Patriots. I, I, I just need y'all to beat that the New happen. York Giants. Make sure you beat the New York Giants so we can secure this top pick. That's the only thing I need for the Patriots this year. Like I know you're moving off of Belichick at the end of the season, but before you do, give me this one gift. Belichick, Mac Jones, the football guys, beat Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants in Week 12. Because I just want my team to have the high draft pick to get the quarterback. That's it. Like, I know the Patriots need a quarterback, too. And that's, you don't say. And that's, pro- <laughs> and that's probably going to happen. I think you need a head coach as well. No. Yeah, the, the quarterback is probably going to happen at the end of the season. But here's the thing. They're not going to run into very many more wins. When you look at their remaining schedule, no. it's hard to see them winning any of those games outside of the New York Giants game. And who's to say that Tyrod Taylor won't be back at that point in the season? So, it's it's only going to get uglier. It's only going to get worse from here. But I think the silver lining of it all is that it will make it clear and obvious to Robert Kraft the decision that he has to make when it comes to arguably the greatest coach of all time. Well, okay, so here's where I'm going to disagree on a couple of things because now I'm back to defending the Patriots. I had about a three-minute stretch there where I was going to let everybody just beat them up. I have to now defend them. Okay. First Why? Of all, Why do you have okay, to? Okay, first of all, 
the idea that they're good at nothing is ridiculous. Their defense is still very good. And they're without their best pass rusher, Matt Judon. They're without their best corner in Christian Gonzalez. And they're without their middle linebacker, Jawan Bentley. So they were, they were down arguably their three best, three or four best defensive players. So their defense is actually excellent. They held the team to 10 points. I understand it's the Their Colts. defense is not excellent. I, well, the, when healthy, the defense is excellent. But the defense not, is not but, healthy. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fair. Okay, the other thing is. So everybody in life has probably been a part of no bad idea meetings where you just sit there and you're like, hey, let's throw things out of the table, yeah, right? I love those. Yeah. So I've been having these no bad idea meetings about the Patriots with myself. So here's one. Oh, sounds like a fun time. Yeah. So I don't think there's any justification to fire Belichick in season. They're not going to. I don't think Belichick should be fired after the season. That's me. <laughs> What if they split the difference? What if at some point this season they say, take a leave of absence, we're going to give Mayo a couple of games, try him out in season. Gerard Mayo gets like a tryout in season. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Outside of his resume and everything he's accomplished, what have you seen this season that leads you to believe that there's no justification for firing him in season? If he was any other coach in any other organization, he would be gone already. So – Name me somebody you would consider an average quarterback in the NFL. Let's let's call it the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. Off the top of your head, give me anybody. Derek Carr. There Derek you go. Carr. Perfect. If Derek Carr was on this team, I believe they'd be closer to 500. I believe this is so much on Mac Jones. I can't even begin to tell you. I I don't think they're as bad as Who everyone Mac thinks. Jones? What? Who drafted him? Exactly. (laughs) Whose fault is that? So he got the quarterback wrong after 20 years of getting the quarterback right. No, they got lucky. That's (laughs) exactly it. Right, but they they got lucky. They drafted him in the sixth round. Who finds the greatest quarterback? They drafted Garoppolo. He he went to a Super Bowl. Jacoby Brissett is somebody that we've all said could be on the Jets or the Browns. So why didn't you get either one of those guys this (laughs) offseason when they were there to be had after Mac Jones' terrible second year? I agree with you. That's on the head coach slash GM. I, I am willing. You could have got willing. Garoppolo. You could have got Jacoby Brissett. I'm not arguing any of that. Okay. I'm not I'm not willing to say goodbye because he got the quarterback wrong one time. I, he has no, 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 enough. it's not one time. He's gotten the quarterback wrong year after year after year. In the aftermath of Tom Brady when they didn't have any good options, they went with Cam Newton. That didn't work out because of COVID. They drafted Mac Jones, went to the playoffs in his rookie year. After that, he's been an absolute disaster. And year over year, they could have had opportunities to replace him and bring in somebody else that could at least give you competent quarterback play and serve as a backup. They chose not to do that. They went with Zappy Hour. How's that working out for you? The guy gets in there for a cup of coffee in yesterday's game and throws a pick. So I just I, I can't defend any of the decisions that Bill Belichick has made when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And just because you're a good defensive mind and you feel a good defensive unit does not mean that you deserve to keep your job as a head coach in perpetuity. They have not been good enough. This is going to make three of the last four years they've been on the outside looking at the playoffs. Three of the last four years, you're talking about them being a losing record. I just don't see a world where you can justify bringing Belichick back in 2024 be markedly better than what we've seen in 2023. I also think it's important to note that he got Brady wrong too. He not only pushed Brady out, which caused the divorce, he wanted two years prior. And Tom Brady went to Robert Kraft who basically voted to keep Brady there. We we keep forgetting that yeah. he for, he yeah. evaluated the end of Brady's career wrong. Yeah, he missed it. Well, and some of that, and I love Robert Kraft too, but some of that's on Kraft because he could have said, no, you're not getting rid of him and if you want to walk, walk. Because I have guys that I could bring in here. Gerard Mayo was there, right? It's not like he wasn't there. Josh McDaniels, I'm sure, would have been happy to take the job. Bill O'Brien would have been happy to take the job. It's not like they couldn't have replaced him. So Robert Kraft deserves maybe 10% of the 100% blame, right? He allowed that to happen. He did. And I love Kraft. I mean, how can, as a Patriots fan, 
you got to love Kraft, you got to love Belichick, and you got to love Brady. And yes, I'm still trying to hold on to an era that doesn't exist. Okay, that's cool. So if we're going to blame Robert Kraft 10%, if he brings Bill Belichick back for the 2024 season, 100% of what happens to the New England Patriots is on the owner. Because it's going to be clear and obvious over the next six games, what they were, excuse me, next seven games, what they should do, which is fire the head coach. Yeah, and the reason, by the way, that they won't get rid of him in season is because you both have said, even though you think he should No, be, there's a certain level of decorum that you have to handle that with. It's not that. It's not that. It's actually bad business for the NFL because you could trade him. So if you fire yeah. him, then you can't yeah. trade him. Yeah. So at the end of the season, in now, order I don't for, know who's going to want to trade for him after but this. But somebody time. will. Somebody uh, will <laughs> if, if that's it. I still think with Bill Belichick, there is upside, but I think there's certainly in your minds more upside with the app than there is with Belichick right now. We are brought to you by Upside, the free app that gets you cash back. Belichick's not getting you cash back, I guess, now on the gas and groceries. You want him to give you cash back. Yeah, he's (laughs) making you pay more. Filling up your tank, cash back. Craving pizza, cash back. Stocking up in your tailgate snacks, lots of cash back. Frequent Upside users earn an average of $340 each year. That's enough to go see your favorite team this Sunday. Download the free Upside app and use promo code FOOTBALL for an extra $25 per gallon back on your first fill up fill up excuse me that's promo code football download upside today have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in america two things stand out that bikers love about electric number one the majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them number two Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes so they've made range a priority Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Philadelphia native Pat Costello cannot be over his basketball team, that's for sure. Tyrese Maxey dropping 50 last night. Sixers, best team in the Eastern Conference. Best team in the NBA record-wise. But I'm sure he's over some other things. Pat, what do you have for us today? Yeah, I'm still not over this take that you had that you would <laughs> want to keep working if you had $76 million sitting in the bank. Mm-hmm. That's the most insane thing that I've ever heard, and I don't know how you can possibly justify it. Because I like what I do. It brings me happiness. $76 million? You're yeah, not, I like what you're I not do taking off? I like what I do. I love my family more. $76 million lets me spend a hell of a lot more time with them. See I agree. <laughs> I'm hollering at you. I'm not spending time with my family at 6 to 10 in the morning anyway. So Could not agree more. Yeah, if you're going to give me the same amount of money to spend more time with my family and friends, sure, great. Let's do it. Absolutely. Where's the first place you would go, Michelle? 
oh, are you kidding? We are gassing up the plane and we are going straight to the Amalfi Coast. Hello. Your, your girl's getting an Aperol spritz on a boat. We're yeah. getting a seafood pasta pulled directly from the, the sea. The San Pietro. Oh. That's what we have to say, the San Pietro. Oh, yeah. my God. Or what's the other one? You know what's funny? So in the I'm Over It intro, Pat says, I hate people that talk about travel. And then he asked you a travel question. No, no, no. I said people whose whole personality is about travel. Exactly. That's what he said. Get I didn't say I'm right, like anti-travel. Get take oh, right. But we're going to Saranusa. Saranusa. Have you been there, Le Saranusa? I have not. Oh, the best view in Positano. See, this is what I'm talking about. You asked where I would go. You know what? I want to go back so I could do the Walk of the Gods, and I want to see um, the Blue Grotto. Did not oh, see that either. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Absolutely. Got to do those things. Got to go to Capri. See, I got to do. I got to do the Amalfi Coast with, with Small's itinerary. That's right. right. I got. She's got the good. Like she goes with Andy Cohen and all. Of the real housewives, yeah, so I, I just need to have that kind of experience. Like I, had my, I had the rookie experience, but she's got the veteran experience. Seventy-six million dollars, we're blowing it out of the water. Absolutely, <laughs> I want to be on the boat like I saw with Kylie and Travis Scott when I was out there. That's the boat I want us to travel the Mediterranean. Guess in. what? Bigger I'm boat. Sorry. Better boat. Bigger boat. Yeah. You were with Kylie and Travis Scott. I wasn't with them, but oh. they were where we were at. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were. Javante, you got It's not this? a flex. That's what happened. It's the Amalfi Coast. That's right. It's a small area. It's not, it's not that big, small dog. Area. That's like saying on your honeymoon, Dwayne Wade and Gabby Union were staying at the same hotel. You'd be doing this and Evan's taking NFL draft notes. By the way, that is true. Right? They were, right. They were staying was that, Right. <laughs> Wait, where's my draft notebook? Where is my draft notebook? That's a good one. That's a good one, Pat. What we got next, bro? I think there is a naming epidemic in America, and I'm not going to stand for it. I, I think it's ridiculous it. what's happening with names right now. Like, I, I literally Googled names, and here's some of the ones that I came up with. You're talking baby names? Baby names, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Blakely, Everly, Kingsley, Brettley, Jackson with an X, Emerson, Milo, Hayden, Caden, and Schmaden. Schmaden is not a name. Schmaden is not a name. Ray Schmurder? I've got a question here. Is that Ray Schmurder, kids? What, Pat, country, what country club do all them belong to? I'm so glad, Pat, that you brought this up. I don't know why we are so keen as a country to throw in extra vowels where they don't need to be put in there to be different. I don't need you to throw in two additional Ys to make Blakely, B-L-A-Y-K-L-E-Y, look different. It's just confusing to me yeah. why you want to mess up the spelling of the name to be original. To be it's different. it's still the same name. Totally it's like disagree. Christopher spelled with a K. Yeah. Or like Jackson with an X instead of a CK. Like, I'm just like, ooh. Well, but what happened to, like, the Tims and the Sarahs? See, you guys are taking exactly. Where are the Ritas? You, you're doing two different <laughs> things. You're doing two different things. Both are fair. You guys are talking about the spelling of these names. Yeah, what Pat is it. saying that these names actually exist. He wants Bob, Jane, Dan, Mike. He wants back to the normal, well, quote unquote, normal names, not the new kind of chic names. Your issue is more of the spelling of the 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 evolution of these names. Ja- Jackson is not a, a new or chic name, is it? Jackson, yeah. I when think you spell it with an X. Would you say? Oh, like said so when you J- put in yeah, X no, in no, there. but that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. not a newer sheet. We're talking about the spelling of the name. Like yeah. you don't have to try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, it's spelled it's spelled perfectly fine. Right. If you want to name your kid Jackson, okay, that's cool. I it's like it with an X better. S O N. I like it with an X way better. I think that's cool. Really? Yeah, I like that. You would. Yeah. Well, you can write more down when you're uh, right, at exactly. work with your 76, with 76 million dollars. Yeah, not, not my problem. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> what else, Pat? All right, last one. Uh, analytics. I don't care about your Vort Plus. The analytics. 
crowd just, I'm so tired of it. It's just so over the top. And it tells you such a small portion of, like, the reality of what's actually going on. Just because, like, we see, like, a plus minus or something, everyone, like, loses oh their God. mind. It's just so unimportant to what's actually happening most of the time. So, so Pat, that means to tell me that you're out on James Harden when he's on the court for the Clippers being minus 60. Here's that, the means, that, means, that means you're out on that one, right, Pat? But that, that, that doesn't give you an ac- we, that my, doesn't my, paint an accurate picture my of the Clippers is, with I James Harden. I don't need the stat to tell me that. We no. know what James Harden is no. without seeing that this stat. Is, this is the frustrating part with Pat. Tyrese Maxey scored 50. Yeah, just say Just put it out there. The frustrating part is I agree with him on analytics, but going to the plus minus is ridiculous. See, here's the thing behind the scenes. Pat actually didn't know what plus minus was until a couple of weeks ago in basketball Days. or sports. Days ago, whatever it was, right? So he thinks that's like an in-depth analytics number when it's literally, is your team good when you're on the court ice field? That's it. Do we need a number to tell me that the Bucs are better when Giannis is on the court? Like, (laughs) Yeah, but but sometimes sometimes that actually tells you like the empty stats, empty calories. Like for CeCe's guy, D'Angelo Russell, you could see with the Lakers, you could see him score 20 plus points and you think he has a good game. But then if you look at the plus minus, the Lakers may be minus 30 in the minutes he's on the court, so the 20 points actually could hurt them, as odd as that sounds. That's not the in-depth analytics that I think that he should be talking about. There are some that seemingly go too far, but it's also a chicken and egg. Are you using analytics to prove what you've done, or are you using analytics to prove what you should do? And I think we're in that gray area a lot of times. Like, oh, we got this guy, and he's actually better than you think because of the analytics. But you're not winning, so who cares? Michelle, can you agree with me that baseball is the worst with analytics? Absolutely agree, Pat. I think they have gotten way too far in the weeds. That's why I love this resurgence of the old-school baseball managers having success. I love that Ron Washington is back in the game. I think that baseball has greatly devalued um, feel. I think they've greatly devalued guys that just understand their players on a different level and they want to play the prediction game with the analytics more than letting a manager actually observe the situation and do what he thinks is best in the moment. There has to be a middle ground there. Do you believe that past success is the best indicator for future success, Pat? Sorry, I was done with the segment. What'd you say? No. I didn't think you were going to come I, back. I'm with, with you on that one, Pat. I'm still stuck on James Harden being minus 67 on the court for the Clippers in four games. That's just, I can't believe that. The I problem, took my headphones off. The problem with analytics is it takes past success to predict future success. That doesn't always happen that way. That's part of the issue. Is that, like, oh, you did X, Y, and Z. That means you're going to do A, B, and C. Well, but there's variables. Things could change. And so feel is taken out of a lot of people's decision-making. Not all, but some. So the past success of Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs shouldn't be factored into what we're going to see this year. That's not what I said. <laughs> anyway, I'm before. just asking a it question. Might be the only Twist the question. <laughs> man, man. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.